Welcome to the Positive Productivity Podcast, Episode 346. The Positive Productivity Podcast was created to empower entrepreneurs to achieve and appreciate personal and professional success. I'm your host, Kim Sutton, and if you're ready, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Positive Productivity. This is your host, Kim Sutton, and I'm so happy to have you here today. And I'm thrilled to introduce our guest, Lisa Thomas. Lisa is the owner of Beyond Cellular Healings. Oh my gosh, tongue twister for me first thing in the morning, probably not for anybody else, but Lisa is the owner of Beyond Cellular Healings. And Lisa, I'm so happy to have you here. Well, the feeling is mutual, Kim. Thank you so much. You know your story better than anybody else. So I would love if you would share a little bit of your background and how you got to where you are today. All right. I am an energy healer. I like to call myself an energy practitioner because I believe the body does the healing. I just help facilitate releasing the blocks of it. So I was born with natural gifts that I didn't know what to do with until I got older in life. And so I got here by virtue of following my intuition and everybody has intuition. And I love releasing blocks that are preventing people from feeling positive and trusting their intuition. Wow. Does that answer your question? I love it. Yeah. And I okay. want like, I want to know more though, because, <laughs> well, I have to, I just have to tell you why I'm so intrigued. I was raised okay. Catholic in, in mm-hmm. Western New York And nobody talked about intuition. I mean, I heard about female intuition and I would have gut feelings, but Mm -hmm. in, well, maybe it was just my family. It was just never anything that was talked about. You know, this is what you do. This is why you do it. Because I said so. Mm -hmm. Right. 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 And, And it's taking me all my willpower sometimes to not say, because I said so to my kids. It's very stifling when we do that. And I was raised the same way. Were you? So I, oh, absolutely. I was raised in that strict. And, and there isn't anything wrong with religion, by the way, right? It's a guideline. But can do when parents are wanting the best for us is to stifle who we are. So as a child growing up, I was always taught that if I were to use my spiritual gifts and charge for them, I would lose them. And so I never knew what to do with them. And it were a burden for me as a child. So I can see, I can hear. I have, they're called Claire's and Claire audience, Claire sensory. It's just they're spiritual gifts and everybody has certain ones. So as a child, I could see people that have passed on. I can hear ancestors and I can tell when someone isn't healthy I don't specialize in that now, seeing when people aren't healthy, right? I don't walk up to somebody and say, oh, by the way, you need to go to the doctor. But as a child, my mother would always say to me, Shh, Lisa, because I would tell her, mom, their skin isn't healthy. <laughs> That's how I would say it at seven, right? And she would always tell me to be quiet. And it's because she was trying to protect me. But me as a little girl, I took that on as I wasn't safe being who I am. And I wasn't okay with who I was. Like I wasn't going to be accepted. And so I went through my life really bullied as a child because I was so timid. I was, I was really afraid of my own shadow. So it took me as an adult going through really a transformation of wanting to get healthy 
And I began following this hobby of mine of getting just certified in different holistic things, not forever having an intention of having a business with it, but just because it fed my soul. It's kind of what I did naturally. And then I was, (laughs) all right, I was reading this book and I loved this book that I was reading and I went to put it on my shelf and I heard Lisa get certified in this particular thing. And I speak out loud a lot. I'm talking to myself, to people that don't know me. And I'm like, I have so many certifications. I'm really okay. I don't need it. I believe this author, I think he's a great author. It was a lot on kinesiology and I was already certified in kinesiology. And I heard again, Kim, just do it. Now, when we're following our intuition and we get that prompting, whether it's a gut feeling or we hear a voice like I did and we feel that prompting to do it, that's positive. That's what we want to follow are those positive feelings. And I did. I went and I got certified. Well, there was something different about this certification in that I had to, in order to finish after I'd taken the test, I had to work on 30 people. Well, there aren't very many certification programs out there, at least then, that you had to work on people. Well, that changed my life. I went through a huge fear, and I wanted to shut down because I did not want to work on people. I did not want to have to do that. I did not want to have to tell people who I was. But it changed my life because I realized this is why I hear people's ancestors. This is, I can morph everything I've done over the past 20 years in certifications and be in integrity with who I am and help other people. And that's really what I'm about. I love helping people. Oh, I love so many pieces (laughs) of this. Well, all the pieces, but so many pieces. And I need to share a little backstory. I have chronic idea disorder is what I call it. I get ideas all the time. And I know that so many entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. do. But I found a point in my life when I couldn't talk about what that was like for me. Because I told my ex-mother-in-law one time that I felt like I was on the New York City subway system and there were just all these things racing around in my Mm -hmm. head all the time. So automatically, you know, I must have racing thoughts and belong in the mental hospital. Ah, so you went there. Oh, girl. Yeah, well, I did actually go to the mental hospital in 2008, which was just prior to her telling Mm -hmm. me this. But It's funny, I told her this in the way that I found out that she was alarmed by it was because my ex-husband and I were in marriage counseling and it came up in a session. Mom says, you belong back in the mental hospital again. And I was like, well, maybe mom should be here because I have a few words too. But it wasn't anything like that. And listeners, if this is your first episode that you're listening to, there are episodes about actually why I was in the mental hospital. And it wasn't anything actually mental. It was sleep deprivation and an issue with my thyroid. You know, it's totally, and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with the mental hospital. If you need to be there for any reason, then you need Mm -hmm. to be there. But I didn't need to be there. So, and I got treated with drugs I didn't need. But I do agree with you. And my faith is still really important to me. I'm not Catholic anymore. I do have my Christian faith, but I do believe in intuition. And I do follow my gut probably sometimes more than I should because I do get into a little trouble (laughs) once in a while. (laughs) But don't we all? I mean, right? Like It's what life um, is about. We cannot be perfect. It's a false belief. It just puts too much pressure and we're not supposed to be perfect. What would be the fun in that? None, right? And by the way, who likes to be around a perfect person? 
Nobody. Oh, definitely not me. No. No. Nobody likes to be because they're too rigid. They can't make a mistake. They can't laugh at themselves for the most part. It's not fun to be around someone that's perfect. Mm. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I used to think that I did want to be that perfect person. I mean, up until well, the first three and a half years of my business, I rarely posted on social media. I kept to myself just because I didn't feel like everybody else who I thought was perfect. Mm-hmm. And I went through my own journey and I realized, wow, you know, people show what they want to show on social media. They'll show the pretty pictures of Mm -hmm. them in makeup. Mm -hmm. But what's really going on in the background? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So where has your journey? So you got certified. I did. And say the word again, can kinergetics. So kinergetics, kinesiology is a form of muscle testing. And how that has benefited me is just because I hear an ancestor. So there's, let me explain, let me backtrack just a second. There are certain ways that things get trapped in our body and ident- and we take that on as an identifying factor of to who we are. And it's true. We inherit our gifts and talents, you know, and wonderful qualities from our lineage. But unfortunately, we also inherit the negative, which is like, traumas and fears, phobias, anxiety, things like that, right? And they get passed down through our cell memory, just like we inherit physical qualities, we inherit emotional qualities. But we don't have to Mm -hmm. keep those, especially, you know, the negative ones. And we always have the choice if we don't want to, if we have a gift of music, and we choose not to practice the piano or something, that we always have a choice. Life is about having free agency. So we inherit qualities from our parents and they didn't do anything. They didn't pass them down to us on purpose and we didn't do anything wrong to inherit them. So I can hear an ancestor during a session say, oh, it's abandonment, right? So Kim, do I have time to share a story about how something can get trapped? Oh, I'm so intrigued. Please, yes, do. Let's say that mom forgot you in kindergarten and the emotion of abandonment trapped. and you know, you kind of go through life and you end up in therapy and you figure out, okay, mom really loved me. She was just, you know, maybe she was having a hard day. Maybe she was PTA president and you felt like everybody else came before you, or maybe she had a problem with depression or alcohol. But the point is, it's cognitively, you figure out why she forgot you and it makes sense to you. But if the emotion, that vibration attached to the word abandoned, is not released from the body, then what will happen is you attract people into your life who have the same similar vibration. So one of you will end up abandoning the other. The other way it can happen is our it gets turned inward and we abandon ourselves. So we'll abandon our hopes and dreams. And there's different ways we can do that. Wow. Right? And So every word in the dictionary has a vibration attached to it. Like love has the highest vibration. And we always want to be vibrating at a high vibration. And then shame is the lowest vibration. Abandonment falls in that low category. Then the other, so we can, that's where the mind can trap it. Now, most often emotions trap because we inherited it first. Not always. All right. But the subconscious doesn't know the positive from the negative. It just knows what we believe. And so if you inherited 
of an emotion of abandonment because maybe your grandfather left your grandmother or somebody 23 generations back, something happened. Maybe the town abandoned them in some way. Then your subconscious is going to say, yep, that's who you are. People are always going to abandon you. So for this client that came to me, she'd been to therapy and I do have therapists that refer to me. And what had happened was her boyfriend was in Vegas and he said at a business conference and he said to her, hey, I'll text you in a couple hours when I'm done. Well, he didn't text. So she was on the phone with her mother at like 2.15 and he was supposed to text her at 2 saying, yeah, he's not my guy anymore. And her mom was like, well, why? Well, he hasn't texted me. Well, fast forward a couple hours and he called her from somebody else's phone and said, look, I had to borrow someone's phone because mine was stolen. Well, see, it because of that abandoned feeling, she couldn't roll with anything out of the box. So she automatically felt he was off cheating. He wasn't doing what he was, said he was going to be doing. Wow. And that could set her up for a whole life of disappointment. It was. It had set her up for that. Yeah. So through kinesiology, even though I can hear what an ancestor says, okay, because when I release it from the client, it releases it from them. So oftentimes they come in gratitude and they like to see this process. If you have children, it releases for your children if they inherited it. And not every child's going to inherit the same emotion. And it'll show up differently for different people. But through kinesiology, I am able to muscle test my client. If I'm on, I muscle test my own self, right? So that somebody's arm isn't, it doesn't get sore while they hold it out. And I'm testing for the yes and the no, but that way their body will always trust me. And it releases it according to the, because your subconscious is protecting you all the time. It's protecting you. And so if the subconscious will give me what I need, then it allows me to go deeper with my client than me just trusting my intuition. And then the body heals automatically as it's released. Mm -hmm. You're talking about muscle testing, yes. and I'm thinking about putting my thumb and my middle finger together and pulling yes. and telling myself something. Yeah. Is, is that similar? Yes, it is. It is. Okay. Because I would love... And listeners, I don't know if I, I don't think I've ever shared this on the podcast. Oh, I love before. new stuff. <laughs> yeah. My parents had very different economic situations when I was growing up and they were divorced. Okay. And one of them was very well off and the other one not so much. And the one who wasn't, whenever money would come in, it would go out very fast, not necessarily because of bills that had to be paid, mm -hmm. but maybe a little bit more frivolous spending, you know, oh, I have money, let's spend it. Ah, yes, yes. So the economic situation didn't change very much because even if a bigger lump of money came in, it always went right back out. And I've noticed, and this is being me, let me try that again, me being very transparent mm -hmm. and authentic mm -hmm. here, but I've noticed that same thing with my husband and I that we will come into larger sums of money. And because both of us were raised in a little bit more of economic hardship, mm -hmm. we both have that tendency to do it. And I've actually, well, I get harder on my husband when he does it than I do on myself. It's like, just because there's money in the bank doesn't mean we need to spend it. But I find myself doing the same thing. You know, he'll go and buy a couple extra packs of cookies just because, hey, we can spend the money. Yeah. And that's an inherited pattern. And you picked up on it. Absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. I want to know how to break that <laughs> well, because it drives me crazy. <laughs> I'm doing a whole series this month on clearing inherited money blocks. Seriously. Uh-huh. Last week was in clearing inherited and and yeah, why don't I figure out a way to gift it to your audience? How's that? That would be absolutely amazing. And just so I don't forget to share with the audience where they'll be able to find it, you'll be able to find the show notes and links to Lisa at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP346. Yeah, this is just something I was actually thinking about last night. Lisa, you've heard me say it if this is not your first podcast, but positive productivity is not about perfection. (laughs) Last night I had to go to bed just because I was... I was honestly so tired from stressing Mm -hmm. just due to some situations that we're facing in the family right now. Mm -hmm. And the night before, I actually couldn't get to sleep because I was stressing about the same situation. Right. But just, I know that just by letting those inherited money blocks go, bang. I mean, I've seen, I didn't realize until just recently the struggles what could have been inherited family struggles that Tony Robbins has overcome. And look at him yeah, now. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I do my best to always keep that in my mind. Like it doesn't matter what you're going through right mm-hmm. now. Look what other people have overcome. But sometimes it's just so difficult. It can be overwhelming. A couple words yeah. in there. Uh, yeah, you did. Yeah. I, know, I know. But it doesn't have to be that hard. It doesn't have to be a struggle. It doesn't have to be feeling like lead is in your feet when you move forward. It doesn't have to stay stuck in your mind and ruminating. And anxiety doesn't have to be to the level that you can't fall asleep at night. Lisa, do we bring our own unfortunate circumstances onto us? We inherit things, right? Like what we talked about. And then we can... Everybody has a choice, right? So we can make life more difficult on ourselves, right? Like when we know we should have done our homework and we didn't do our homework and then we got to see, or then we got grounded because of virtue, because of what we didn't do. As a teenager in high school or in college, there's just certain things you had to do without, so your parents didn't get upset with you. So in those situations, yes, but I'm looking for the camera in my office. Are you? Because you could be speaking right to my 15-year-old right now. Yeah. But why is he procrastinating? That's the key. What is that root cause of him procrastinating and doing something good for himself? That's what I love is I love getting to root causes as to why we're making life difficult for ourselves. I ask him that just about every single day. He doesn't know, dear. He doesn't know why he does it. He doesn't want to be doing it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know he doesn't. No, he doesn't. He he really doesn't. That's just, I can feel that. He doesn't want to be that way. He really is a good kid and he wants to do what's right. And he doesn't hate school, but he just doesn't, he is not motivated to do that homework. So it could be. Or his chores. Or his but, chores. I mean, or yeah, he's an amazing anything. child. He is. Yeah. And yeah. Sometimes when we tell our amazing children and and we're trying to give them positive feedback, it can be overwhelming to them because they don't feel that they can live up to that expectation. So maybe cut back on, I know how great you are and all the potential you can be, 
and just live with the moment. Hey, thanks for doing that. And don't over, don't over complicate. Yeah, it does complicate it, but don't over compliment because you can see as a parent the amazingness of him and who his soul is, but he can't yet. And so it can be overwhelming. Just just keep that in mind, Kim, as you're, you know, hey, thanks for taking that trash out and just let it be at that. Oh, I like that a lot. Actually, I can see where I was the same. It took me until probably two years ago to be able to accept a compliment Mm -hmm. without trying to argue, not argue, but somebody could have said, your hair looks great today. And I... And you'd be like, would often, (laughs) you know, I wish it would have done this or, hey, I really like this shirt. Mm -hmm. Oh, this old thing. It's like, you know, it happened for many 30 years. I'm just going to put it that way. Like over 35 years, I would fight compliments. And then I realized, no, I need to accept those. Actually, it was another, it was another guest who was like, you need to be grateful for your compliments because other people are they get as much off of giving you the compliment as you could get off of it if you received it. But it took time. And had anybody told me, I wasn't ready to accept it. So thank you. That's the same for my son, I think. Right? It's a feeling deep within of not feeling worthy, of innately feeling adequate to live up to that potential. It's a deep feeling of not feeling worthy. Mm -hmm. And I do have some free things or free send people on your list my website because I do have other things like on there that is just good content for people definitely mm-hmm. there are some other free um you know replays of healings that I've done mm-hmm. oh I would love that and worthiness is definitely in a challenge that I see many entrepreneurs dealing with am i worthy for a an awesome client am i worthy of asking for that much money (laughs) yeah am i good enough right like and i went that through that for the longest time when i started my business i started so low that it's embarrassing it's not even minimum wage in ohio because i didn't see how i could possibly ask for that much right and i'm not doing that anymore Good. But it took years for me to overcome that. And there's still that challenge. And I, I don't think that challenge will ever fully go away. I'm sure that the mentors that we all admire mm-hmm. still face their own challenges with knowing what their time and value and offering and services and whatever are worth. I call them money ceilings. Or business success ceilings where Mm -hmm. we can reach a ceiling or and clear it and push through it. Right. But there's there might be another one a little bit further up. So it's not something we just totally ever eliminate because as we get as we start to have fun bringing in money, we have fun in our business because we found what feeds our soul and financially there's going to be another level that we have to break through. It doesn't ever go away, but it does get easier. Lisa, I never thought of the expression fun bringing in money before. 
Really? Oh, my gosh. I would love to have the feeling of fun bringing in money. Listeners, right? who would love to have fun bringing in money? Absolutely. Because I know it's not just me. If it's you, mm-hmm. head on over to the show notes page and let us know at thekimsutton.com forward slash PP346. Because for me, and it's still this way to this day, it feels like the majority of the time, it's more like having to keep up with whatever's got to go out. Yeah. And I don't want it to feel like that because I sometimes I feel like money's chasing me rather than having the fun. It's not a fun game of tag. That's not fun. I want it to feel amazing. And it can. Do you have a couple of quick tips that you could offer for that? My first tip for having money be fun is make sure, well, first of all, you want to make sure that you do what you love. And sometimes that's a process to find that, right? But until you do, then my second tip is, is that you give gratitude for what is good. So you give gratitude, right, on a daily basis. If you find a penny, you pick that up and you give gratitude that it was there reminding you of what you do have. When you get your paycheck, instead of going into, oh my gosh, it's already spent, I am so grateful that I have this paycheck. I'm grateful that it comes with medical insurance if you're working within a corporate environment. You know, there's benefits to that. And if you're an entrepreneur, I am so grateful. In fact, let me tell you my mantra, okay? This is what I tell myself on a daily basis. I, so here we go. You ready? (laughs) I have. Oh, definitely ready. Yeah. I have a wonderful life. I have a wonderful family. I have a wonderful business. I give wonderful service to wonderful clients that give me wonderful pay. Right? I have a wonderful life and I acknowledge it in all ways. And I even say that when my mindset drops and I get all, you know, because we all, we can be going along doing something great and we're in the car and somebody flips us off and we don't even know what we did. But that triggers us to feel like icky, those icky feelings inside. And I'll go right into that. Like, nope, that had nothing to do with me. I have a wonderful life. I have a wonderful family. And that's my priority. My family is my priority. And then, you know, the rest of life falls together. I love that. I have I am statements. They're fabulous. Yeah. I have one for every letter of the alphabet. Most often it gets used when I'm driving my kids home from daycare and they're tired and cranky and hungry and nothing that I do can possibly be right, including what (laughs) road I decide to drive on home. You know, so they'll be screaming in the back of the man van and I'll start with my I am's and I say them out loud. And Mm -hmm. it's especially my four year old. She'll say, Mom, are you talking to yourself again? (laughs) Yes. Yes, I am. (laughs) Yes, I am. Speaking them out loud is very powerful because it sends this vibration through the universe stating who you are and you're declaring it. So I always do my my affirmations out loud. That's great, Kim. It's a great tip. Always say them out loud. Listeners, if you haven't heard it before, I do believe that there's a previous episode about my I am statements and I'll put that in the show notes. But I definitely recommend that you did that you do get your mantra or your I am statements or whatever works best for you figured out or you work on it. And it's not something that you will just do once, like figure out what it is. My I am statements are constantly evolving. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, they do for the situation. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. And some days I need to have more letters because I just need or I'll put more words in a letter just because that drive is a little bit longer than I planned. By the end, Mm -hmm. I could if I wasn't doing them, I could be just going crazy on my kids by the time I get home. But I'm instead I'm calm. I don't want to be the neighborhood crazy lady who's screaming at her kids as we get out of the van. And they help me. And I'm not screaming at them when we get into the house either, because I've, you know, I've been able to, I am it out. I'm making up expressions here today. Yeah, I have an I am for when I start to get anxious. I am calm and peaceful from the inside out. I am confident on all levels. I am courageous, whether I believe it or not. Mm hmm. Talking myself. I'm going to be borrowing. You that. can borrow it. I'll write one for you, girl. Yeah. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Lisa, in our pre chat, we are talking a little bit about perfectionism. Mm-hmm. Can you address that a little bit more and maybe address how entrepreneurs can get over the need for it? Sure. If they can. Yeah. Perfectionism sets in usually, okay, as we are a child, as in those young years, when we're trying to fit into the world around us, if especially if we live in a volatile family situation. And so that's what keeps us safe. We have everything, if we can figure it out before it happens, then we're going to be safe. That's one thing. So we're trying to figure out everything ahead of time so that bad things don't happen to us. But then as we get older, and the perfectionism too, so that parents are happy with us, they don't get upset, they aren't yelling. There's all these different reasons why we think being perfect is good. We get the accolade from the teacher or teacher's pet. But as we get older, perfectionism gets out of balance. It actually prevents us from excelling, from really reaching what we want, because we are afraid we can't make a mistake. So we keep doing it because we don't want to make a mistake. We feel that we're never good enough. So we're constantly working on what we're not good enough, which then means our mind, I call it self-abuse, is constantly reminding us of who we're not. And oh my gosh, I should have said this. Why did I say that? Why did I do this when I knew I should have done that? And we're in this cycle, right? And so perfectionism will prevent us from being able to get things done. So for you, right? Let's just, Kim, you have these great ideas, but perfectionism on some level in the past prevented you from it because you knew how much work it was going to take to do it. You had all these different ideas. Which one should you choose? Because they're all good. It's like somebody who has a lot of different talents, which one, because they could do so many different things, which one do they choose? And so for you, on all your different ideas is, well, which one do I choose? Which one's going to be the very best, best one if I only had to choose one? It was overwhelming. Right. And even when I did choose an idea, I thought it had to be a certain way before I shared it with the world. And it had to be 100% complete. So and for then, an odd, yeah, I just interrupted you. I'm really yeah. sorry. Finish your sentence. Oh, Finish your sentence. I had are an you idea. kidding? I interrupt all the time. That's <laughs> totally fine. 
I am not perfect on interrupting. I'm a perfect interrupter. How about that? Okay, perfect. So, so I don't forget then for entrepreneurs, then this is a huge problem because we think our office has to be a certain way. It has to be super clean before we can do this. We have to get all of our business cards. We have to get everything up and ready to go. And so we're constantly getting ready to go. We're constantly getting ready to launch is a better way to say it. We never feel worthy to really own what we're doing because we don't feel like we're ready yet. So perfectionists never feel ready. The other thing is they're afraid of judgment. So they want to get everything ready so that nobody can judge that, hey, you should have been more ready or they don't want to be criticized because that's just like the biggest fear of a perfectionist for someone to tell them what they should have known already or, you know, that they weren't doing it right is really hard for a perfectionist. Because you're so critical on yourself that for somebody else to say it to you is devastating, oftentimes. Wow. A couple years ago, I wouldn't have admitted when I made a mistake Mm -hmm. to anybody. To be totally honest, I probably would have lied. But that would catch up with me. And then I realized that I needed to just be honest in all ways in my life. To this day, I have a challenge that I'm not always honest with myself. But as far as making a mistake goes, Mm -hmm. when it's concerning somebody else, I will admit it. And I've realized that it's made my connections a lot stronger Mm -hmm. because of the fact that I can admit when I make a mistake. Oops, I forgot to connect that how it should have been connected. I'm just thinking of marketing automation. (laughs) You know, things happen. Don't not hire me because I just admitted that because I guarantee you any person in this field will make those Mm -hmm. oops Mm -hmm. occasionally. There are a gazillion moving parts and gears of every single one of our lives. And if we expect ourselves to never make a mistake, then we're going to be sorely disappointed. Exactly. And it's our fear of being disappointed that keeps us in that where we're not vulnerable. And you've created a life now where you're vulnerable and you're open and people love being around open people. They love being around people that can admit when they don't make a mistake because it makes us feel okay to be in your presence. Do you think there is anybody out there whose life goes as they plan consistently? No, but I do think some people do not have the same amount of struggles as other people. I think some people, life just does come fairly easy to them. But there aren't very many. How and why? There are not very many of them. And a lot of those types of people really are not living to their full potential. They're playing small in the world. So I'm saying it from how you might be interpreting their life, right? But inside, they know or they feel, they just feel safer living small. I don't know how else to put it. But if you're somebody who really has big desires and big hopes, and you're going to be on that roller coaster at times of, you know, hitting the wall and picking yourself back up and going, it's okay, I'm going through that wall now, which is what you've done in your life, Kim. You've pushed through those barriers. Mm -hmm. Yes. I can feel that. Sometimes foam, sometimes brick. (laughs) Yeah, 
Yes. And I'm not saying the <laughs> foam is any less painful than the brick sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. So listeners, just keep moving forward. Don't let that fear hold you back. Three years ago, I would have been too afraid to get on and talk to you, Lisa. Really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I had no idea what I was jumping into with a podcast. I was afraid to get behind a microphone. Yeah. I bet. Now I love it. Yeah. And it's what feeds your soul. It's because you have this beautiful message to deliver. And you have this way of empowering people that they don't have to be perfect. They can live a life in joy and have it go as planned, like roll with it. And you have a message to deliver. And that's why podcasting is perfect for you. It's perfect. Thank you. I know I'm not the only one who wants to know more and get access to your your trainings and resources that you have available and start breaking through these blocks. Oh my gosh. Listeners, I love being positive, but life has been a little bit challenging lately. Don't worry. If you know me personally, everything is great with my family, but life definitely knows how to throw in challenges. So I would love to know where we can find more about you and about the products and services that you offer. Where can we do that? It's easy. It's Lisa at Lisa Thomas Energy Healing.com. Lisa at actually, I just gave you my email. You could do that too. It's just Lisa Thomas Energy Healing.com. Yeah. Fabulous. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hey. <laughs> yeah. You want my phone number too? I just rattle them off. Here we go. <laughs> hey, breaking through the perfectionism. Yeah. I think so. Five 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 one two one two. There you go. I adore you. <laughs> yeah, Lisa. Thank you so much. This has been my mind is spinning right now just because I know that there's so much that can be done. So thank you so much. Do you have a parting piece of advice or a golden nugget that you can offer to listeners? Sometimes. When you think life is tough, it's really because you're expanding and you're growing and like your business, Kim, is growing. And so part of that is just breaking the barrier of being small and owning your gifts and talents. And it can seem like a challenge, but in hindsight, you will recognize that it was such a blessing. And stating those I am statements out loud when you're feeling discouraged or you're feeling like you're hitting a block will really empower you. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.